Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here on a beautiful Thursday, October the 14th. Let's get back to the uh, Irish Network's hotline. And uh, we got Hub City on with us this morning. Hub City, good morning. Morning, guys. It's good to hear from you, Hub City. Missed you, man. Yeah, I've been, I've been listening. I just, uh, just been, been a crazy, uh, crazy year at work. So it's I understand. Thank you. Always good to see Hub City's uh, own Al Wilson being honored there last week. And, uh, you know, I've am uh, been pretty proud of the way those guys have been playing. I mean, they, they played all the way through the game. They have, they've made us proud, and Buck Nasty said it perfectly. Man, I'm telling you, he was preaching. thought he was going to pass the plate at the end of that. Man, I would have I dropped the whole bunny clip on that one, man. <laughs> I'm uh, waiting for uh, Neil and Mafia to call in and just uh, fire someone up a little bit, too. Man, Neil and Mafia might need to wait till tomorrow. Yeah, that's but right. Nasty stole that's the show right. today, huh? Man, I'm telling you. I would, uh, I would uh, if I was Neil and Mafia, I'd uh, get sharpen my pencil just a little bit and make sure it was pristine for uh, tomorrow. Man, but Nasty, woo, that was, that was fantastic. <clears throat> His best call ever. Sure hope, sure, hope they, uh, sure hope they run Lane all the way back to Oxford, Mississippi. That's the hope. That's that's the hope, Hub City. Yes, sir. So, hey, I sent you something. I uh, hope you got it. I think they delivered it Sunday. So. You know what? I I did I did get it, Hub City. I, I didn't I didn't know if it came from you or if it came from Nick. And so I was wondering, like, how do I reach reach out to Nick? And you know, I know uh, you're not on Twitter as much. So, man, I appreciate that so much, man. Uh, ben, did you get did you get did you get the present on the table? Oh yeah, yeah. Already, already was a uh, rocking rocking one of the hats yesterday. Yeah, absolutely, man. Y'all guys, uh, y'all guys have a great day and go be going. Hey, thank you, Hub City. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for uh, for the gifts. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. During Bud Nancy's phone call, I started thinking about that 2015 Oklahoma game. And you know what was significant about that game? You know, we're trying to recreate that atmosphere, right? But there's things that happen in that game that we have to make sure that we do to try to re- recreate that same environment. Remember, we jumped on Oklahoma early. It was 17 to nothing. It was 17 to nothing mm-hmm. at one point in the second quarter. And Oklahoma scored three points, kicked the field goal. It was 17 to three at halftime. In the third quarter, Oklahoma put up uh, zero points. Tennessee put up zero points. So for three quarters, Tennessee is in control. For three quarters, Tennessee is in control. And that stadium has every reason to be loud, every reason to be rocking. Tennessee jumped on the opponent early. And that's what Tennessee needs to do. To try to recreate that same type of environment, Tennessee has to start fast. And we have done that the last two games. But this is different. This is a different football team. This is a different time that you're starting a game. It's just a different game, period. Every game, it's its own game. We've talked about that in this program. Uh, it seems like until we're blue in the face. And this is its own game. So if you want that same atmosphere in 2015, I don't know how you get it unless you start fast. 
You put you put Ole Miss in some compromising positions. You make some plays early in your favor. That's how you mimic that type of performance from our crowd and fifteen. But man, but nasty. Wow. Let me hit this text box. Y'all gotta y'all gotta hear some of these comments. I'll be right. We got you there. Uh, MT Vaughn says, Buck Nassie bringing the heat. Ready to get some. GBO. Devin and Bama says, I say play the Buck Nassie's call before kickoff. Mm-hmm. He got me fired up. Goosebumps go big orange. Walkman says, Buck Nassie brought a legendary call to Vaughn Nation. QC Rodney says, man, we need to save some of, his, some of this juice for Fired Up Friday. <laughs> Tomorrow needs to be fired up Friday. You're right. Uh, Tramiel says, go big damn orange. And the crowd says, amen. That's orange blooded. Says, Buck Nancy just held church. And church is capitalized. The other McKee says, I just ran through a brick wall like the Kool-Aid man. Evil says, dang, what's in that mountain do? Big Orange Machinist says, forget Admiral's speech. They need to play Buck Nasty's speech before the game. Brandon Luckett says, Buck Nasty has me fired up. Let's play the game now. Where's Lane Kiffin? I'm going to kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon going to fight Lane Kiffin, man. Uh, Brad says, Buck got me ready to run through a wall. Um, Miller... Of Memphis says, well, "What's the best time to try to meet you guys dead end on Saturday? Be my first time trying dead end, and would look like to catch you guys there. Uh, what should I get? I'm pretty picky about barbecue, being a uh, uh, Love the show, guys. Keep it up, GBO. Uh, can't go wrong. Burn ends. Um, I, I I love the wings. I love." The barber queso, I love the, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of the ribs. I'm a big fan of the pulled pork. Um, I mean, I, I, we'll be here all day. I'll tell you everything I like on the menu. Um, and it's, just, it's just really diverse. It's really diverse. So, uh, burn-ins will be probably my go-to for someone that's trying to get in for the first time. And that's why Ben loves the Bernie Mac because those Bernie and sit right on top of that p- pimento mac and cheese. Mm. Uh, but as far as the best time, Ben's going for breakfast, it seems like. Uh, DR Vaughn requested 11 o'clock, so I, I, I'm going super, 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 super early. Well, it's probably smart, anyways. Everybody wants a tailgate. Going to be busy at dead end on Saturday. Let's get there early. But if uh, anybody's welcome to join us. Diarval and I will will be there at eleven. Welcome. You to think you think you think Diarval will be okay with you know you inviting people to crash y'all's date? He don't care. I I'm I'm the I'm the one that people want to see, not Diarval. So it ain't nothing. That to is him. true. That is true. I mean, if it's a little bit later, I, I could be able to join you guys, but that that's a little too early. How um, how early would you need it to be? Um. Possibly like one. Oh well, we, uh, ish. Well, well, I'll I'll coordinate with the uh, Dr. Vol and we'll see if we can make it happen. Yeah, yeah. Like Memphis, Miller, Memphis. If you know, if, if, if the guys decide to go around one ish in that one to two window right there, then I'll I'll be good. Ask us, ask us again tomorrow. We'll we'll have 
a specific time for you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> DSG Vol. Vol <laughs> Stone says, "I don't care what Dr. Vol wants." That's kind of what I was thinking too. Nobody invited Volstorm, though. That, that, that's the but, thing. But he's always invited. Always. No, he's not always invited. He invites always. himself. He, no, he he's shows invited up my book. at Gus's without an invitation. He, he shows invited. up behind the, the pregame radio show w- without anybody asking him to come. Always invited. Uh, Clay says, if you've never been a dead end, you have to get the Mac Attack. It is superior. Yeah, it is a sandwich. It is pimento mac and cheese on Texas toast. What's your choice of chicken, brisket, or pork? It is fun, it is phenomenal. That's that what is, I'll be getting Saturday. Yeah, that's your top two right there, Ben. It's either yep. the uh, Mac Attack or it's the Bernie Mac. Mm-hmm. I had the Bernie Mac last time I was I was in there, and now I'm craving a little Mac Attack with with yep. with some uh, with some brisket on there. You can't beat that. Uh, Memphis Jake says the selling out this game and maybe a couple more this year slow down the stadium seat reduction. No, I don't think it does. I don't think it does. And I, honestly, like, I'm for the stadium reduction. How I much? think. What you mean? How, like, what, what number? Yeah, what, what number would you put it at? I don't know, man. Like, for me, it's not about like, got this magic number that you have to be at. Like, you know, there's only a few stadiums over 100,000 people threshold. And, man, these stadiums were built decades ago. And when that mattered, and it just doesn't matter as much now. Like, it's about the experience. It's about being comfortable. You can you know, TV, TVs have have improved. You can watch the game at home and you know have a great experience. And you know schools have to compete with that. So I don't I don't know the number, Ben. I can't really tell you the number and be and be. Um, intentional about it you know I, I would be throwing something out not really meaning it i don't like doing that uh, that's not how we do things here so like it would be hard for me to just throw a number out without being intentional so i don't know i just know that i'm all for the stadium seat reduction and being cramped and uncomfortable you shouldn't have to do that and pay this large sum of money like you know what i say to paying that? A, hmm? you know what i have to say to that what get over it who cares? It's a football game. You're not supposed to be comfortable. The the one hundred. Yes, you 000, are. No, the one hundred thousand people is part of what makes the the environment so special. It is part of the experience to sit there with one butt cheek in your seat and be all rubbed up against your neighbor and then enjoying the football game. That that's part of what makes it so special. So I'm I'm not gonna. Oh, that's yeah, not special. It is. It. it it so in that case, it, take all the take all the soft chair backs out of the stadium. Everyone is bringing in, you know, chair, you know, seat seat cushions. You can't bring them in. Just be everybody uncomfortable. I think being comfortable matters, man. It matters. It it does, but it shouldn't be the primary focus of of a football game. You're you're there for three hours to watch a football game. And you, why, why can't you bring a seat back? I, when I used to sit up in the upper deck, I brought a seat back, and I was perfectly no, fine. Say, you just said, it, who cares about who cares about being comfortable? Well, people bring seat backs to try to be comfortable. Yeah, because you can make it more comfortable. I mean, you're still going to be yeah, pressed but up like, against somebody. You're, you're sitting on top of each other. Yeah, and if you're standing, there's plenty of room. 
I'm, Listen. I'm not, like, I'm not going to be, like, completely against going under 100,000. I, I, like, I get it. I, I, I don't think that you're wrong. For, for what so you what are you do. saying? Because you got people on text box saying, "I agree with Ben." Well, one hundred thousand keeps it keeps it unique. Are you saying? Are you are you on that stance? Because that's where people think you're going. Yes, that is the stance that I'm on. I'm just saying I'm not like complete. Like it's not black or white for me. Like I get where you're coming from. I understand. So I think does it need like, to be uh, over a hundred thousand? I'm saying if it were up to me, it would not go under a hundred thousand. I like okay. the uniqueness and. The, the character that comes along with, with having only one butt cheek on the seat and having to rub up against your, your, your Vol fan neighbor. So, like, I'm, I'm not going to, like, think that you're crazy for, for what you're saying. Like, I, I get it. But my preference is to keep it 100,000 or more and the, the uniqueness of, of Neyland Stadium. I, I, I like the fact that we can say, hey, we, we can fit over 100,000 people in a stadium for a game. You talk to these recruits that – does it matter to them? Uh, apparently so. If a bunch are coming back up here to see the atmosphere. Have the same thing about 100,000? Or do they talk about the atmosphere? Or do they talk about uh, specifically being over 100,000? The atmosphere. Okay. <clears throat> so, like, 100,000 screaming loud fans is awesome. And we're sitting here talking about 2015 because that was, like, the real last time that we really packed out our stadium and Neyland was at his best. And it's been a long time. And a lot of, and the the reason why is because of the on-field product. And so if the on-field product is better, then we can expect more games like the one we possibly could see this weekend, which is what Volstorm was saying. But as much as we have talked about changing with the times and wearing new jerseys, it's time to change with the times too, as far as stadium capacity. Schools around the country, college pro stadiums around the around the world understand that people are not coming to the game as much. So it's not as important to have a hundred thousand just to say you have a hundred thousand. What's important is for people to to have a good time, have an experience, while at the same time your team winning and putting a good on the field product. Uh, on the field. So for me personally, I don't care if it's a hundred thousand, if it's ninety five thousand. Um, I never once mentioned it in recruiting. Uh, it was a non-factor for me. It was a non-factor as a player. Um, it was all about the noise. It's all about the impact. It's all about the experience. And you don't have to have a certain number to get loud. You got to have people in the stadium who are willing to be loud and a team that's playing on the field. That's giving the people a reason to be loud. That's how I look at it. So, um, how does lowering the attendance help recruiting? How does it help recruiting? Mm-hmm. I didn't say it was going to help recruiting. I'm saying it's going to help the experience of the people who are paying the tickets. So you're able to have, you know, an a extra jumbotron in the stadium. Well, to do that, you got to take seats out. Mm-hmm. So the experience of the game is improved because there's one side of the stadium that possibly can't see when the ball is on one side of the football field. So now you're giving those people a chance to have a better experience. So you got to take seats out. Recruits care about on-the-field stuff. They care about the environment. And you don't have to have 100000 to have a good environment. you got to have 
the team playing well and the fans yelling. One of my best recruiting trips was at Auburn. My trip to Tennessee was against Kentucky, and it was dead. And it was over 100,000 people at that game. My best trip was when Auburn beat number one, then-ranked Florida. And it was Steve Spurrier's last season before he went to the league. And it wasn't 100,000 people at that stadium. So the number of the fans in the stadium just doesn't matter when it comes to, to recruiting. It's about, what the again, what the fans in that stadium, whether it's 95 or 90 or, you know, 100, it's, it's how loud they are. So I, don't, I, don't, I just don't, I don't really care about Penn State and the big house and, you know, Texas A&M. Like, it's not doing anything for them in recruiting. It's it's the on the field product that's doing more for them. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but like I said, I don't uh, uh, I don't disagree with anything you're saying. Like I I feel you. I I don't and like if if Tennessee went that route, like I don't think it would be a bad decision. All I'm saying, if it were up to me, it, it would it would stay at a hundred thousand or more. Just because I, I I like the uniqueness of that. That that's yeah. me personally. And the reason it hasn't been sold out the last couple of years isn't because it's more comfortable to watch at home. It's because Tennessee's on-field product has stunk. It's one of the reasons. It, it, maybe for a few, but if, uh. if, if Tennessee was Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson level, it would be packed out every single weekend. I'm not arguing that, but there's, there's teams that, are, that have won less than Alabama and Georgia and won more than Tennessee. And they have had attendance issues. This yeah, is this is not a Tennessee this is not a Tennessee deal. This is a this is a sports issue in yes. college and pro. Yes, I, I agree with you, but not when it comes to Tennessee's fan base because Tennessee fans are elite swing. We're willing right. to be uncomfortable I I, when your voice starts changing. Hours. I know you. I know you. I know you. I know you getting goofy. You ain't being serious. Well, I I actually do believe that. I just don't feel like having a serious conversation about this right now. Like I, Tennessee fans are willing to show up in masses regardless of comfort, regardless of circumstances. They, they've shown that for basketball. They've shown that for, for baseball, sitting in a monsoon outside in the street. I mean, who wants to sit and watch a baseball game on a screen in a street in the midst of a monsoon? So like, yep. I, I just think, like, for a couple of people, yeah, they, they are going to choose to watch it at home because it's, it's more comfortable and you can get more out of your day doing so. Couple. But – Yes, I, when it comes to Tennessee's <laughs> fan base, I think so, yes. I'll say this, though. Man, there is a reason why we're going in, in this direction. And the reason why is because of the feedback that Tennessee has gotten from more than just a couple people. So this was something going into motion before Danny White was AD. This was going into motion as Coach Former, one of the most traditionalist people I know when it comes to Tennessee, uh, who won't even let dudes wear black socks because, you know, it's different. He was on the verge, right there in the driver's seat, of un- and understanding that times have changed. So it's not just a couple people. There's a lot of people that are on board with, with stadium production. But anyways, man, I'm going I'm to keep it going. You're right. This is uh, <clears throat> Jason Burrow showing that he's not listening. He says the level of play doesn't affect attendance. It does affect attendance. We we said we said that like it, it affects attendance, man. It affects attendance. Of course, Jason for the Bros be the one to not listen, right? It's like like it's not like it's his first time doing this, right, Ben? 
comment. Come on, Jason with a bro. Man, don't start that not listening stuff. It always affects attendance. The quality on the field always affects attendance. Always. 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 I will, uh, I, I, before we do move on, I, I did want to point out one comment that, uh, that I didn't necessarily like from Clay. Uh, ben sits in the press box, dot, dot, dot. How are those chairs, Ben? I went on like a five-minute rant earlier about how I don't prefer sitting in the press box. And before I even got to the press box for my job, I was the one driving three hours in the middle of the night, three hours at 4 o'clock in the morning to get to Tennessee games to sit in the upper deck on my bare bottom. I have sat uncomfortably in a number of games, more than happy to do so, to watch Tennessee lose, to watch Tennessee win. I've sat all over Neyland Stadium in the upper deck on the side of the stadium where there are no seatbacks, where there are no season ticket holders underneath the Jumbotron, underneath the Jumbotron where where all the fans who, who don't have season tickets get to sit. I've sat in the rough spots of, of Neyland Stadium, and I enjoyed every second of it. So, yeah, I do get to sit in the press box right now. Even though I do prefer to sit in the stands, that would be more enjoyable for me. But I understand that I have a job to do. But, like, I, I, the press box comment, like, is a little ridiculous because I was sitting in, in, in the mud of Neyland Stadium well before That's I was true. in the press box. After, after driving three hours at the butt crack of dawn to get there in time for the vol walk, or having to drive until 3, 4 o'clock in the morning after the game to get back home facts. to Huntsville. Facts on facts on facts on facts. That's right. But, hey, back when you was, back when you was uh, before you was interning and while you was interning, man, you was, you was, you was in those nosebleed seats. And some would call those seats better than some of the other seats because you, you get the view. Um, but, listen, everybody can have their own opinion. It's a reason why this plan is going forward. Uh, it's been years and years and years of talking to focus groups and talking to donors and talking to you know fans. Um, it's not like we're going from 100 to 60. We're talking like 100 to like 90 or something like that or a little under 100. And the stadium will still be loud. The stadium will still be special. The fans will still be awesome. It's just changes need to be made. Like I was walking in a stadium Saturday and just structurally – it's old. It's old. It's antiquated. There's some things that need to be upgraded, um, bathrooms and, and, and concession stands. Um, we have an awesome jumbotron on one side. To put something on the other side that's, that's identical, something has to be moved out. So um, I, don't, I don't think it's that serious to where no. it's, it's life or death. Like, oh, my God, you're going to drop over uh, on, under 100. No. It, I don't think it's that dramatic. I really, I really don't. So, um, anyways, let's get to the Iris Networks hotline. We've got uh, Vol Maniac and then TC. Vol Maniac, good morning. What's going on, boys? Good listen to his first time caller. Hey, I'm going back to the first hour. We was talking about the uh, Admiral intro. Ooh. I've got one. I've got one for you. You know, we need to set a schedule. I know we're going to schedule and everything. We need to set it about four minutes up. You bring it out. The band's playing. Band's marching down. They make the tea. And then they have like a thing do the band or whatever. Like power went out. Lights go black. You have the dark mode button on the jumbo. 
It switches to a checker mode. Orange oh. lights come out through the stadium. Admiral comes on, gives his speech, does his little intro. Crowd goes nuts. Then the band breaks down Rocky Top, splits the tee, and everybody runs out. That that would be a legendary WWE type of entrance right there, man. That would be that would be phenomenal. Uh, I just don't know how much uh, modifications they would do to the band's performance um, just for just for Ole Miss in a home well, game. But man, I, I think it sounds great. I like it. Yeah, we into black uniforms. We into doing things different a little bit. You know, changing a little bit of tradition. Why not throw a little wrench in it? And everybody wouldn't be expecting it, man. That place would go nuts. Hey man, I think it would be. I think it would be nuts. I think just playing any part of the Admiral video, uh, fans would go nuts, man. They if they find a way to play it at any part of that game, man, fans would go nuts. Hopefully, it's not at the part where you know it's it's downtime, but like you know, first first couple drives, Tennessee is either up or in it, uh, would be would be perfect. It would be ideal. Um, but listen, I like the idea. I just don't know how realistic it is, you know, changing up the routine. But listen. We have done things differently over the last couple of weeks. We have seen that with the new regime. So uh, this is a great yeah, night to do something different. Saturday. Well, it's good talking to you. I listen to you all the time, man. Y'all My man, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Let's get to TC and then Hunter. No, TC and then Mark. Let's get to TC. TC, good morning. What's up? What's up, my man? Hey, the v- hey you are the real MVP, my man. What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Brother. You know what I'm talking about. Huh? You know what I'm talking about. Let me give you your flowers right now while you can smell them, my friend. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. I don't even know what happened. Let me me make sure people Uh, understand what type of person TC is. Be quiet, uh, TC. Don't interrupt me. I know you don't like it. I know you're uncomfortable. You'll be a mute while you talk. Yeah, mute TC, man. Don't be interrupting me giving you compliments. He's he's back on the yeah, be quiet, TC. I'm trying to give you some love. You're going to let me love on you a little bit. Here we go. TC says, you know what, man? They're checking kneeling this weekend. And the person that came up with the idea needs to be there to witness it. So TC is making sure that Spencer is going to this game and is giving him tickets to be able to come to the game so that way he can see it with his own two eyes. That's the type of person TC is. TC got jokes. TC has a good time. TC, you know, ain't happy with the on-the-field product at times. And that's okay, just like any other Tennessee fans. But when it comes to loving loving somebody, man, showing love, doing the right thing, that's TC. TC in Athens, man. So, TC, you're unmuted. <laughs> That's you. I appreciate it, Swain, but it's it's really all about uh, that. Those guys should be honored every single time we do this, man. And uh, they should always be in that stadium every time it's checkered. And so, if I have an opportunity to to help somebody with that, man, I I just I'm just glad the Lord's blessed me to be able to do that. And dude, you were the first you you lead by example, man. I'll just say that you did it the first time when the university snubbed their nose up at these guys and and uh, didn't even give them tickets to the first checker kneeling after all the work they did, you gave your personal tickets. So you lead by example. People probably don't even know that, but um, I love you, man. Appreciate you. Hey, uh, 
stadium talk real quick. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the stadium thing has just been such a source of pride for Tennessee fans uh, ever since I can remember, man. Uh, now, when I was a kid growing up, it was like 92,000, and then, you know, they started increasing it. I, I don't, I, I understand if they have to take some seats out. I do think it's a good idea to add another Jumbotron on the other side. I just don't want it to go too low. And I've been hearing some reports, like, you know, from like Basilio or whatever, that they're thinking of like 75 to 80,000. And I haven't heard that one. Not, I don't know, but that's ridiculous. I haven't heard that. That thing needs to stay over ninety thousand at least, at the very worst, in my opinion. And I agree. This weekend will show you why. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I haven't, I haven't heard that at all. And I'm looking at you know the, the largest stadiums right now, capacity wise, and Michigan's at one hundred seven six hundred. I haven't heard one recruit talk about the experience at Michigan. I went to an official visit to Michigan. And again, I don't, I don't really call it a recruiting thing. I call it more of just a pride, yes. a pride thing from a fan standpoint. Yes. It I really it. is a source of a source of pride for fans that grew up, you know, going to that stadium and all. I get and, it. I get uh, it. I think that's a bigger part of it, even than is recruiting a big part of it. Maybe, but again, you know, based on what you're saying, it's really not. But I can tell you for a fact, it's a source of pride for Tennessee fans. I guess once you get over the threshold, you don't ever want to, you know, go below it because you know Alabama's at one on one, and they they haven't always been at over a hundred. Uh, this is something that's happened in the last what ten years, ten fifteen years. Same thing with LSU; they haven't always been over a hundred thousand. Um, yeah. So the, you know these guys are at a hundred thousand, and I wonder how those fans would feel if there was talks about going under that threshold now. But they, you know, they were used to it not being. 100,000. And I remember going to that stadium as a player, and it felt like it was 150,000, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, when it was under 100,000. So, uh, you know, Georgia's at 92, and, you know, Georgia's pretty damn loud. Um, Auburn's at 87. But I get it. Man. I, I totally understand that. I don't want anyone to, to think that I just, you know, I don't understand where people are coming from of a source of pride. Um, but I just, I just feel like to – Upgrade some things around the stadium. Seats have to come out, and I'm okay hey, with that. If there's a ninety thousand, they, they got to get the freaking Wi-Fi in there, man. Oh that's my the god, please! That you you ain't never lie, TC. That's the <laughs> that's the most important thing. But yeah, I'm with you. I agree with you, man. Ninety thousand, I'm cool with. I don't know. I get a little uncomfortable if we talk anything lower than that. Yeah. Hey guys, love you. Hope to see you this weekend, man. We'll do, man. Likewise. Hopefully, uh, we'll see you. Be careful uh, coming up here. Let's go back to the phones. Is that Mark? We yep. got Mark? All right, let's get to Mark. Wait on, my brother. What's happening? What's up, Mark? What's up? Man, I tell you, for the first time in a long time, I'm excited for a Tennessee football game. Wow, Bart! Last hey, last week you were you were getting a little giddy last week. I got a little giddy last week. I thought maybe yeah. you know, Missouri was a fluke, but ooh, <laughs> I'm liking it. Ooh. Yeah, we're putting it on. I, I'm really excited for this game. It's uh, I, I I didn't think we'd be here. You know what I mean? Yeah, me either. But. Well, we will know for sure this weekend if we can score with the big boys. Because them boys will put up some points. We will. Sorry about that. 
Go ahead, Mark. No, I'll, oh, I'm it's, sorry. The floor is yours. Navigation. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, man, that's all. That's, that's all I had to say. I'm just, I just, uh, I'm excited to see what's going on, man. It's it's fun to watch again. It's it's a lot of fun to watch again. And on the on the stadium side, ninety ninety two, big enough. That's big enough. I mean, them them hillbillies can get loud when they want to. That's all I got, baby. See you, Mark. See you, Mark. I'm going to let Ben comment on that part. No comment. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, listen. I I love it that our fans have pride in any part of, of, of Tennessee football. I, I love it. I respect it. My pers- I respect Ben's personal opinion there, how he feels. Um, I I get it, man. I totally get it. For me, it's about it's about the volume, man. Give me the volume, give me the experience, and then I'm good to go. And then the, the on-field product; those three things are very, very important. Very, very important. You want me to ask uh, uh, Walter how he enjoyed his Michigan trip last week or a couple weeks ago? No, well, you can, but I I know it wasn't better than his uh, Tennessee, Florida, Texas A&M trips because that's who the top three for him. <laughs> But I didn't, dude, I didn't even know Michigan was the biggest stadium in the country. You wouldn't even know it I unless know it. unless you heard it being told to you over and over and over. But I sat in that stadium as a recruit, and I was like, um, "This is a hundred thousand." <laughs> and I've sat at Auburn. I've sat at Auburn, which is eighty something thousand. And Auburn, eighty-seven. Yeah, Auburn was one hundred times louder than Michigan. What game did you go to at Michigan? Uh, Michigan, Michigan State. What Auburn game did you go to? Auburn, Florida. Hmm. T- it was it was the game. Um, it was Spurs last year, and uh, Florida was number one in the country, and Auburn won by field goal. And I sat um, in the crowd where the ball went through the field goal uprights. It just means more in the SEC, Swain. I mean, I'm, hey, well, I know that, but because I I promise you. 87,000 in Jordan Hare is not louder than 102-455 in Neyland Stadium because I know I'm bad at math, but 15,000 more people making noise I think would contribute to the noise. Well, I mean, I hate doing this, Ben, but I mean, there, there's, a different, there's a different type of fan too. There's, there's more fans, but there are more fans that – Sit down. Yes. That that go to ours. There's a younger fan that go to Auburn games, and so um, that's 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 probably the difference. And one of the toughest places to play was Auburn in '03 and LSU, um, and those those places have more of a younger base going to their going to their games. So uh, that's something to do with it too. But Saturday, it ain't gonna matter. Because it's going to be loud. And Tennessee has a chance to mimic 2015. And honestly, you know, think about it. Like, we're, we're sitting here talking about 04 Florida, 15 Oklahoma, you know, 01, um, or excuse me, 98 Florida. Like, I want to be talking about more games where you couldn't hear yourself talk without skipping over five, six years. And Josh Heupel has a chance to do that. This could be that springboard game for him. He is ahead of schedule so far in six games. 
And I know Kenny tried to say, you know, this game is just a normal game. This game is not a normal game for me. This game is this game is huge. This game is absolutely enormous. You you win this game, you are in top twenty five. You win this game, this is Josh Heupel's first signature win versus a ranked opponent. You win this game, you're outdueling what many people perceive as the best offensive mind in college football. You're exceeding all the expectations. Besides Georgia and Kentucky, this is this is the game. I know I said earlier this week that this was the game in the SEC. It's Georgia and Kentucky. But besides Georgia and Kentucky, it's, man, it's this game. It's this game. And they're going to be talking about Georgia and Kentucky and Tennessee Ole Miss this week. And if you win this game, whoo, whoo, all the conversation that you get, man, it's going to be it's going to be phenomenal. There's recruits coming in town that didn't even have Tennessee as an option not too long ago. So very, 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 very important opportunity for for Tennessee. And um, we'll be back tomorrow to talk all about it. But before we get out of here, I want to make sure that we cover what's important to Tennessee fans, and that is always representing that orange or white. And doing that, uh, you can go and put it, that orange or white on your car with the official UT license plate. It's available there at your county clerk offices, and it will benefit student scholarships at the University of Tennessee. So all you have to do is go and ask for the KA plate, which stands for Knoxville Alumni. So represent orange or white all the time when you are on the road. You can do that. Simply go to alumni.utk.edu for more information. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Swain event is fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. If you miss any part of the show, make sure you go check out the podcast. Uh, I see that Ben has posted already our number one. Ben is on it. Ben is on it. And two. Buck Nasty's phone call will be up there momentarily as well. Oh, man. That, that is a treasure, man. If you miss Buck Nasty's phone call, like Ben just said, he'll, we'll have that up here uh, in the next couple minutes. Uh, tomorrow will be the last day, Ben, before we welcome those Rebels into town. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize now for the way that I act on the show tomorrow. Just... Today feels like Friday. I can't even imagine what tomorrow is going to be like. So I, I just go ahead and apologize for my, my pettiness tomorrow, uh, me being immature, me, me being scatterbrained. I apologize in advance. You got you still got to be nice, though, Ben. You still got to be professional. You can't be getting canceled, Ben. Never canceled. But we're going to Don't get us line, canceled. Baby. Don't get us canceled. Don't get us canceled. We won't get canceled, man. We're good to go, man. We're good to go. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. We hope you have a great rest of your day. The Swain event is fueled by Dad and Barbecue. Peace and love. We are out.